don't wanna be Just someone that's new I speak my mind so free So you could hear the truth Yeah, know that we all have fear Hey guys and welcome to the Truth For Youth podcast I am the host Micah Murphy. Thank you for tuning in today I think you're gonna enjoy today's episode Well, I was thinking about this concept of waiting You know, just waiting on different things in life. We wait on traffic. We wait on um, lines in the grocery store or lines to, you know, get something renewed. You know, you're getting a tag or license or you're at an amusement park or just waiting for an email or waiting for a phone call. And it really started dawning on me that we spend a lot, a lot of our life just waiting. Like, it's like a huge waiting game. It's, it seems like it never ends. It doesn't matter if you're a little kid or if you're an old individual. You're probably waiting for something or waiting for someone or waiting for an event to happen or waiting for an event to finish. For instance, the pandemic. Like, we're just waiting. Like, when is this thing going to come to an end? The quarantine. You know, it's, it's kind of been a slow process, but we're finally getting back to a little bit of life. And I just kept thinking about all the waiting. It's over and over and over. It's literally every day. And I started thinking about my day from morning till night of the different times maybe I wait. And sometimes it's big things. You know, maybe I'm praying to God about a certain prayer and I'm waiting for him to answer it. But then it's like the small things. Like I mentioned, maybe it's waiting when I hit refresh on my phone for my emails in the morning to kind of wait, you know, when, when the emails are going to finally pop up or I've texted someone and I'm waiting for a response or, you know, I left a phone call with someone and I'm waiting for a call back or I'm waiting for a web page to load or I'm waiting for my coffee to finish brewing or you know, waiting for my food to warm up or to finish cooking. And, it's, and you just begin to think like, there's a lot of waiting. Now, I know some of that waiting is very, very minor, and it's only a matter of, of seconds. But I also begin to think about how impatient we have become compared to maybe years ago. And I'm going to admit that technology, I believe, has had a huge part of that. But good for technology because it's sped up our life, but I think it's also made us impatient about a ton of different things. For once, okay, students, you are probably not going to grasp this concept, but when I was a teenager and when I went to camp and I went to Fuge, when I met other individuals that I liked, whether it be a girl or, or just a buddy that I thought was a cool guy and we wanted to become friends, we didn't say, hey, what's your cell phone or what's your social media so that we can keep in contact? It was, what's your home address? Yes, I said that right. What is your home address? What is your mailing address? Because guess what? We had to write hand letters, and I know, you know, I'm dating myself, but we actually had to write letters. And when you wrote a letter and then you mailed it, you know, and it was probably several pages because you're talking about, hey, how are you? Hope things are going well. This is what I've been doing since I've been home from camp, or this is my summer, or what, you know, I don't know, all sorts of things. Well, then, best case scenario, it probably gets to that individual a week later. And then you don't even know if they got it. You're in this waiting game of, well, I wonder if they got my letter. Did my letter get lost? Are they going to respond to my letter? 
And then again, best case scenario is probably two weeks later before you ever get the letter back to get a response from them on some of the questions that you asked or how they were doing. And we think about that today. And when we send a text message, if they haven't responded within a few minutes, we're getting upset probably. It's like, oh, come on. I, I asked them a question. Why have they responded? Or if we don't see the little bubbles, you, you know, in the text messages and the iMessages, like, what's going on? Like, I'm, you, know, you start getting impatient. And I think about how ridiculous that is compared to, again, when I was, when I was younger. And even when we went to call our friends, if they weren't home, well, you weren't getting in touch with them until they got home in the evening to maybe get a phone call. Or maybe the line was busy because you didn't have call waiting at that moment. It's just all these different things that at that time didn't seem like a big deal. But as technology has progressed, it's decreased, at least mine, and I think majority of people, it's decreased our patience. It's decreased the amount of time that we want to wait for things. And we go back to, you know, television and ads. You know, you used to have to sit through commercials. Well, there's still commercials, but we also have things like Netflix or we have uh, on demand where maybe we can skip those things or we can record our shows and bypass commercials. For those that, that like to watch YouTube videos, if you want to watch your favorite channel, <clears throat> Murph Squad Family Vlogs, you know, great channel, shameless plug. Uh, no, but for real, if you want to watch your, your favorite YouTube video, what do you do? Well, a lot of times there's ads, you have to wait. But some of those ads, they have the little counter in the bottom right corner of the screen, and we watch that little timer, and it may be only five seconds or three seconds, and you're watching it three, two, one, and then you get the word skip, and we just can't wait. We're waiting for that so that we can hit the skip button and get right back to our, our video. Again, we just have very little patience, I think, and, and that's okay at times, right? I, I get it. Like, we're trying to speed through life. We're trying to be more efficient with our time. But again, I started thinking about maybe some larger things in life where we do have to be more patient. There are things like, for instance, if, if you enjoy working out or you're trying to get faster or stronger, those things take time. Just because you go work out one time doesn't mean you're going to get stronger immediately. And you may get a little stronger after one workout, but you're not going to get probably to the level that you want to be. Your body's not going to transform. Or just because you ate healthy for one meal or one day or even one week doesn't mean your body's going to change. All that takes time. Trying to get in better cardio shape. Again, just because you go run one time doesn't mean you're going to get better. It takes time time you have to build and it's like day after day after day you're not really seeing results you're kind of wondering is this stuff working why the heck I've been eating healthy for a week why don't I have a six-pack right like we get impatient but in reality those things are working it just takes time same thing you can't just pick up an instrument and be great at it you know I was trying to learn the guitar and it was like you know I know it's a long time and unfortunately I haven't picked it up in a long time but I know it's patience, right? You have to do a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, and over time, you tend to get better at those things. Again, life is about waiting, and I think if we will master this, it will make life a whole lot easier. It will make life more enjoyable. And I, well, for one, I think we get caught up in the end game. We get caught up in the end result, and we don't really enjoy the process of waiting, right? Right? 
So instead of us constantly being impatient and just wanting the answer or wanting the result or wanting that outcome, we need to learn to enjoy the time when we're, we're patiently waiting. Again, you think about God's timing on some things. And he doesn't necessarily answer your prayer immediately. Maybe, maybe you're going through a very difficult time. You know, I think about times in my life where uh, life was hard. Maybe it was a heartbreak. Maybe it was an issue. Maybe it was a struggle uh, or just a difficult time that I was praying for God to, to get me out of that situation, to, you know, make things better, to take away the pain or the hurt, whether it be a physical pain or maybe even emotional pain. Uh, and like, come on, God, just, oh, man, I'm, I'm tired. I don't know if I can take this anymore. Like, you know, please answer me. Sometimes that just takes time. And it's not because necessarily that God wants you to experience that. Perhaps God's using that to grow you, to mature you, to teach you a lesson. But sometimes it's just God's timing. You know, we're not always aware. I'm going to even go out and say we're most of the time we are not aware of what God's got going on in our life. We're clueless. And I think about this concept of wearing blinders. And for those of you that are not sure what I'm talking about, let me give you the image, okay? So if you've ever gone to or even watched horse racing or maybe even gone to a parade where you there's been horses in a parade, have you ever noticed that a lot of times horses will have these things on the sides of their head? They're called blinders. They help the horse to focus. And I'm going to keep it on the analogy of a horse in a race. So they have these blinders on that limit what they can see side to side. Now, why would they do that? Why would someone put those on a horse? Well, a couple reasons. For one, it helps the horse stay focused on what's directly ahead. So that it doesn't get distracted by everything that's going on beside them. And again, if you think about a horse in a race, not only do you have other horses and other jockeys that are right beside them, but you also have maybe people up in the stands or you could have, you know, people working the grounds or or different things coming up. And so you don't want that horse to get distracted. And you think about where the horse's eyes are. They're, They're kind of more on the sides than they are in the front. So those blind, so the horses can really see a whole lot more than, than we even as humans can as far as our peripheral. So by putting those blinders there, it helps the horse to stay focused directly ahead. For one, they're focused on their goal more. They're not getting as distracted. And the second thing is it helps protect the horse. Think about that. Those blinders are actually protecting the horse because they doesn't want the horse to get scared or get spooked or to get disturbed. And it's better for that horse to stay focused on what's ahead. It's for their protection. They don't want you know, them to get hurt or sidetracked. And I think about us as humans, as children of God. I believe we have blinders on to some extent. God doesn't want us seeing everything and knowing everything. If he did, he would reveal all that stuff to us. And I think that's sometimes why God doesn't tell us early on what our, what our whole life is going to look like. I think we would go f- probably crazy imagining well, how in the world I'm going I'm to end up here or there or with this person or doing this job or living in this location or, or, or go through these heartaches because I think it would just it would make us crazy. And I think a lot of it's for our protection. God just helps us stay focused on what's directly ahead. But if you think about it, 
if the horse's view is very limited. Okay, so if the horse is in a race, technically it can see the whole racetrack. It can see the stands. It can see other, other horses and jockeys and all sorts of stuff. But if it's got blinders on, then that means it doesn't see all that stuff. Versus maybe someone that's sitting up in the stands, they can see everything. They see the racetrack, they see the horse, they see all the horses, all the jockeys, they see the starting line, they see the finish line. And I think about that with God. If we're with God and God's got blinders on us, we're only seeing a limited part of the race. Whereas God is seeing the full race. He's seeing the big picture. He sees everything. Now think about that. If God sees everything, maybe he's protecting us because he doesn't want us to get off track. He's trying to keep us focused on the task at hand for our protection, for our benefit. So what does that have to do with waiting? Okay, well, think about it. If God sees the big picture and we don't because we have these blinders on, we're we're limited, maybe he's saying, see, you don't see what I see. You don't see the big picture. That's why you have to wait right now because there's all these things around you that has to unfold first in order for it to work out the way I need it to work out for your good, for your benefit. God makes it clear if you're a child of his that he is working for our good and for our benefit. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to just have all these blessings and no heartaches, but God is working in our spirit. He's making us more like Jesus and he's working for our good for eternal purposes. Now, let me go one step farther, and this actually is taking us to our passage. I've been talking about waiting patiently on God, okay? So, yes, we have to wait patiently because maybe God's at work, but what about if I throw another little part in there? I'm going to read you a passage, and this is from Psalm 130, verses 5, and it says, I wait expectantly, trusting God to help, for he has promised. I wait how? Patiently? No, that's not the word that was used. I wait expectantly, trusting God to help, for he has promised. So what if we take the concept of not only waiting patiently, but waiting expectantly? Expectantly, meaning we expect God to do something. We expect God to answer our prayer. We expect God to fulfill his promises for us. That is a whole different game than just waiting patiently. I mean, that's completely different. You can wait patiently and just wait. And be like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to be patient. But what if you were waiting, trusting God? That no doubts, you're confident that, God's going to answer that prayer, but you're just waiting patiently for him to do that. That's a whole nother game. And that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be waiting expectantly, meaning we're trusting him. We have faith in him that the promises that he has made us, that we trust that he's going to fulfill those in his perfect timing. Now, I know it gets frustrating because maybe you've prayed a prayer, you know, you've from what you could feel like your entire life, right? From from the, to, chi, the time you're a child till maybe wherever you are now in life as a teenager, maybe you're a young adult. 
heck, maybe you're an older adult listening to this or watching this. And you're like, you know what, Mike, I've been praying this every single day of my life, and God still has not answered this prayer. How in the world am I supposed to still be waiting patiently and especially expectantly, like expecting God to answer this? I don't know, but I do know this. God is sovereign. He is in control. He loves you. And if it's one of his promises, and you could be praying for God to, you know, for you to win the lottery, you know, and I prayed it every day, Micah, how am I, I'm supposed to pray expectantly that I'm going to win the lottery. No, that's not one of God's promises. Now, unless he, you know, made you that promise one-on-one, but let's look at the Bible. What are the promises God has made you in the Bible? Or what is it he's called you to do? Those are what God is saying, wait patiently and expectantly on. Now, some of those prayers may not even get answered in our lifetime. Like you may be praying that prayer, or I may be praying a certain prayer, and I may pass away, and God still hadn't answered that prayer. Maybe it gets answered after I pass away, or maybe there's a reason, and God's just like, you know what? There was a purpose, there's a reason, and you won't know that until maybe you get to, to be with Him in eternity. But I do know that God is trustworthy. He is who he says he is, and when he makes a promise, he fulfills his promises. Now, if it's a biblical promise that God has made, and we're waiting on that, you know, in in this particular psalm that I read, the psalmist is crying out to God. He's like begging God, you know, rescue him. Again, if you're going through a difficult time, if, if, if things are rough, and you're crying out to God, God, help me. God, rescue me. Be patient and expect God to rescue you. Now, he may not, again, take everything away from you, but he will fulfill his promises, and maybe he'll rescue you in a different way, a way that you weren't expecting. But God is worthy of our trust. He is worthy of us having faith in him, and he will do a mighty work and a great work in us if we'll let him. But just because you're confused because God hasn't answered a a prayer yet, that doesn't mean God won't. Sometimes I believe God just wants to test our faithfulness. Like how persistent are you going to be in that prayer? How much are you going to believe that I'm going to answer that? Maybe it's back on us. Maybe it's not God's timing. I mean, definitely it could be God's timing, but, but what if there's another purpose? What if God is waiting for us to truly buy into it, truly believe that he's going to answer that before he really answers it? It could be the balls in our court. And again, I think God is it's just this continuous process. You know, from, from my experience as a Christian, it's a continual process of us growing more and more like Christ. So young people, don't get discouraged. Don't feel like God doesn't listen. Don't feel like he's ignoring you. God hears your prayers. If you're a child of his, he loves you. He he wants to do a good work in you, but you have to stay committed to him. You have to show that you have faith in him and that you trust him. You know, maybe you're praying about your future. Maybe it's, you know, about a sport, or maybe it's about a school, or maybe it's about a future boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse or a house one day or a job one day. Trust God. Seek Him. He will answer in the right time, 
wait expectantly. And again, I reflect back on my life and I think, man, if I would have lived (laughs) the majority of my life truly waiting patiently and expectantly, how much stress does that relieve? Like if you're not waiting with this anxiety of, oh, I just don't know. I don't know if God's going to hear me or I don't know if God's going to answer this. You think about all the anxiety and stress that that builds up. Again, because like I said, we, we are spending a lot of our life waiting. What if you could go back and take away that, that waiting with anxious, with, with anxiety? What if you could go back and do all your waiting expectantly? Then at that point, at least it takes off the, you know, the result or the outcome that you're worried about or stressed about. And instead, then you're just waiting for God's time or maybe, you know, again, for, for things to have to unfold a little bit before he answers those prayers. That makes life so much more enjoyable. Again, it, it just goes to show you how much of life as a Christian, I believe, is tied into our faith in God and our trusting in him. If we will learn to trust him more and have faith in him he, uh, yeah, I believe he'll do more in our life, but I also believe it'll be an easier life for us in the sense that a less stressful life, a less life uh, of worry and anxiety. Because look, hey, let's face it, there's plenty of stress. There's plenty of anxiety to go around in life. We don't need any more of that. So I'm encouraging today, like the psalmist, pray expectantly, trusting God expecting him to answer your prayers. Again, as long as it lines up with his will, expect God to answer. Guys, I hope, I hope this gives you some encouragement. I hope this gives you some, some power as you move forward in life. And again, man, I just want you guys to get so much out of these podcasts to, that it, it really affects the way you're living life. It gives you more peace. It gives you more power. And it just helps you in your life. Guys, if you found value, uh, I beg you, share it with somebody. Share the podcast with somebody. And if you have not, I'm going to ask you to please leave a little review. It literally takes maybe two minutes on iTunes to leave a little quick review, uh, write a little something, maybe how you've benefited or you've gotten some value out of it. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. That's how podcasts grow. They grow when people, you know, give ratings and share them with others so that others hear about it so that others can tune in and benefit. So students, pass this along with other students. Young people, the same for you. I love you guys. Again, if you need me, you can reach out to me. My email is in the show notes. Shoot me an email, just title it, um, Truth For Youth Podcast, and I'll be sure to get back to those questions or comments. Thank you guys. We will see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we all have.